The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. And I, have you ever heard of the flying spaghetti monster? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's one of my jams. So I, I'll, <laughs> I have a bunch of shirts that have it, and and so I, I kind of you know poke fun at it that way. But really, I again knock yourself out as long as you're a nice person and you don't hurt anyone. The pastafarian, eh? That's right. Yes. Yeah, I think that was one of the old school sort of uh, uh, internet things going on where people started uh, talking about that and doing that and everything. At least from what I remember back in the day. Yeah, I I still have some. Yeah, I think you're right, and and I still have a friend that on whatever it is, International Talk Like a Pirate Day, which is just silly. They have every day, you know, something for every day, but he still sends me texts and stuff like that on that day, and I haven't talked to the guy in years, but he he remembers my <laughs> my uh, fondness of Pastafarianism and reaches out on that day every year. Back in the days when the internet was innocent. <laughs> Welcome to Season 1, Episode 8 of The Better Band Podcast, hosted by Brandon Palomo. An all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Yes, this is Brandon back again, and this time we have Brett Bosconi here to talk about the song Porch. How's it going, Brett? It's going great, Brandon. How are you doing today? I am well and doing good. Is that grammatically correct? Uh, well, I know. I don't really think so, but that's okay. <laughs> okay well, <laughs> I never saw, I, I, I never got that uh, that degree in English, so I think I'm off the hook. It's better than a lot of the grammar out there on the internet. I, I think guess. so. I think so. And I could be wrong. So. Ah, so we are talking about porch today. But first, I much broach the all-important question. Brett, when did you first hear of Pearl Jam? When did I first hear of Pearl Jam? So it's a great question. Uh, and it's one that we often ask one another as uh, as crazy fans. Uh, so um, I'm going to say it was 1991. Um, and, uh, I think I had heard alive some, uh, I was at that point really into, uh, harder stuff, some, some metal and, and, uh, I guess it was kind of coming off Motley Crue and Ozzy and, and more into even some glammy stuff like Slaughter or Skid Row or something like that. Mm -hmm. And Guns, Guns N' Roses was going large at that point. And, yeah. and I think I remember hearing alive, but what happened was one of my friends went to, uh, I grew up in, in Vermont, and one of my friends went to Burlington, which is the only big city in Vermont, or city, I guess I can't even say it's big, the only city in Vermont for real. And, and at the Memorial Auditorium there, they had Red Hot Chili Peppers, Smashing Pumpkins, and Pearl Jam playing. And at that okay. point, uh, yeah, he asked me if I wanted to go, and I was, I said yes, and then I ended up saying, you know what, my girlfriend wants to do something with me, and so I'm going to stay with my girlfriend. And he went, and I, Chili Peppers was who I'd heard of. I didn't even yeah. really know pumpkins at that point and Pearl Jam wasn't on the radar for me. And, and he came back and this was when I was a senior, I guess. So my first semester of senior year and he came back all fired up afterwards and said, you know, you missed a great show. You're whipped. You shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, the balance of it is, is that Pearl Jam blew the other two bands away. And so at that point I, I really opened my ears and, uh, and started listening and you know it all grew from there and, and of course nirvana kicked off um mm -hmm. 
you know, shortly after, I think maybe in, in late 91 or early 92 is really when they, they blew up. And so that became a big thing. And, and then, you know, and then unplugged hit and it's all history from there. Right. I mean, that really exploded them. Yeah. Uh, so since you're, since you were from Vermont, is mm-hmm. that, uh, does that mean you're contractually obligated to like Ben and Jerry's for life? <laughs> it does. I, you know, my fresh, my freshman 15, I went, I went out to California to school. <laughs> and my freshman 15, I can directly attribute to pot and uh, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. So uh, yeah. Is that, is, is that your, uh, your main one? It is. And I probably haven't eaten Ben and Jerry's in 10 years or something, but I, I, uh, Yes, that was definitely the one we we would be up in the dorms my first semester there in, in freshman year, and uh, and we would you know maybe play around with the pot a little bit and then go downstairs and and in the the diner that they had open late they would have pints of ice cream and so yeah we'd raid that and and I did a whole pint so that was uh, that was where <laughs> of course I, yeah that was where I went from being a hundred and whatever one hundred and thirty five pounds to one hundred and uh, you know fifty pounds pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm. Uh... I'm happy they have the uh, the non dairy ones now because that uh, I, I try to be as vegan as I can and ah. uh, and plus I'm lactose intolerant so it really it really helps that they have the non dairy ones. So what is the non dairy? What's the taste difference for those? Um, I think if you really sat and tried to analyze the flavor, you would um, you could tell there was like a little bit of sort of the it's uh mainly almond milk and okay. uh i think like coconut oil or something like that and mm. um to to give it like the the texture and creaminess and if you were to really sort of like sit with it and play with it in your mouth or something like that and try to analyze it i think that you would you could get a little bit of the almondness in it but you know otherwise with all the other flavors and stuff mixed in it's all you know, it's all good. Those are mainly what you, uh, what you get from it. I'd have to try that. I mean, that's, and one of the reasons why I don't eat ice cream or, or much cheese or anything is my nutritionist had sold me on the idea that, uh, humans aren't meant to eat anything, uh, milk from any critter that's larger than they are. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I kind of I follow that a little bit. So I'll eat goat cheese or, or, you know, something like that, um, sheep, something, but, uh, yeah, no, I, maybe I'll try that. It's interesting. Yeah. They're real, they're, they're real good. They have the, uh, the main ones I like are the peanut butter. It's like peanut butter cookies and cream sort of thing. It's got like peanut butter and like crushed up Oreo sort of pieces in it. Um, and then there's a yeah. fudge, um, like chocolate brownie sort of thing that has like chunks of brownie in it and it's all chocolate. And then there's also the half baked uh, version of that too with the cookie dough and the uh, and the brownie, I think, in there. Or it's something else, something else in brownie kind of mixed in with like a vanilla uh, ice cream. <laughs> so, so it's kind of the Stone Temple Pilots, the Pearl Jam. It's sort of derivative, but good. <laughs> Different, but good. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say that. I don't know. I, uh, if, if, if you want to if, if make me feel bad about myself and compare them that way, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, but, take that um, out. Yeah, so Porch, this is, um, for me, this is a song that when I was a kid and the cassette first came out, uh, I think it was like, it was it was that same year, 91, when it actually came out, that I was listening to it 
and um, my dad brought home the cassette, and I was listening to it, and then, you know, it just starts off, you know, what the fuck is this word? And I was like, oh, my gosh, he said the right. word. Oh, I didn't know we could do that <sighs> music. How old were you at that point? Uh, I was 12. You were 12, okay. Well, your dad was pretty cool. Your dad must be, uh, uh, he must have been a rather young parent, I'm guessing, or? Oh, yeah, my dad had me uh, when he was 18. 18, okay, yeah. My dad, uh, I guess by the time I came around, he was 29 or something, so he was older. I mean, he brought me up on Stones and Who and and Zeppelin or whatever, which was cool, but but he had no interest in in any of the music I was listening mm-hmm. to. So that's pretty sweet that your dad brought this to you. Huh. Well, he, uh, I think he had a friend that he said worked... Um, with a radio station or something. He said that his friend okay. gave him that and then a couple other uh, cassettes or CDs and stuff. And so, like, it was just, I was looking through, you know, the collection one day. And uh, up to that point, the music I listened to was mostly what my parents listened to. So there was, you know, uh, uh, Prince and Jodeci mm-hmm. and uh, Michael Bolton, <laughs> Boys to Men. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and then, like Pearl Jam was like the first like rock that uh, uh, that I really heard that wasn't sort of you know Bon Jovi or any of the right. super mainstream uh, radio music that they played. Right. And so, what is a what does a twelve year old think of the? Let me. Were you the type of guy that cracked the the? I guess it was a CD case, right? So you you open it up and and unfolded it and read the lyrics and 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 tried to imagine what they meant, or are you just rocking out to the music? What was your experience like first? Oh, no, I was totally just like, oh, I have to absorb this. I have to know everything about it. Like once once I finally heard it and everything, yeah. I mean, I, I folded it out and I was like, I can't tell what kind of music this <laughs> is just by looking at, you know, the, the five yeah. guys with the purpley sort of cover. Like, what is this? But yeah, once, once I yeah, listened I to it, it was like, oh, just like spoke to my teenage angsty sort of of uh puppy love you know uh uh prone heart you know and especially this this uh this song and the uh the end of the the uh i know that i would not ever touch you hold you feel you ever again never again i thought that was uh hold you feel you in my arms ever again when i first uh Heard it. At least that's what the official lyrics say that that is. And uh, in my arms was my own uh, sort of addition in my head to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's cool. I I was a lyrics guy as well, and and uh, and it would you know one of the things for Pearl Jam and some of them. I mean, Eddie's an amazing lyricist, and I know this was his first actual uh, song. You know, they brought to the table as one of the last yeah. ones they recorded. I remember for the album and reading, learning about it later. Um, but it's, it's relatively simple. I mean, I had like, say uh, coma by, by guns and roses. I don't know if you know that tune, but you could write out the lyrics and it'd be like three pages, you yeah. know, and, and I had every lyric memorized and I went to see him a couple of times in the last couple of years. It was freaking awesome. But you know, that's a, it was just such a, a different page. Cause I, and I think they were also very clear what they were about. And a lot of Pearl Jam was very clear what it was about, but that's why I asked you. Cause I, I don't feel like this is solid as far as what it is about. And I don't know if they've ever come out and said, had you seen anything that they came out and said exactly what this was about at, at any point? Uh, no, all, I, all I've seen is, is uh, that Eddie said that about the song is, you know, if you, if you love someone, tell them. Uh, I think uh, about it. He said it was kind of like a song about sort of lost love or something like that. So 
I uh, I think I read that in an interview somewhere. I was like, oh yeah, I got to do that. But then you know, <laughs> probably, just have a crush on <laughs> crush on some girl at school, and it's gonna be like, oh, I can't talk to them. And then it's kind of like, oh, if I don't talk to them, then I could feel sad about losing them or never having them. Oh, that's kind of more, I don't know, fueling creativity than actually doing something about it. I don't know. It seems that. Yeah, that's an interesting slice on on being, uh, you know, an adolescent. I, th I think you probably hit the nail on the head. I think people would just as soon have something to be worked up about uh, as to have the actual emotion of of happiness. So it's it's an just interesting perspective. And lost love is is. I mean, I I kind of think I went there in my analysis of it too. But then he he spun it a little bit, of course, and unplugged. And so you would have been thirteen or something by the time yeah. you probably saw that. And and he writes. You know, pro-choice on his arm, and everyone all of a sudden says it's about abortion or that it's political. And I think some of it you could definitely take to be political, but I'm kind of with you. I think it's more about yeah. I mean, yeah. There, there's the uh, there ain't going to be any middle anymore. It's kind of like oh, is that right. kind of a <laughs> political sort of thing. But um, yeah, I think and and plus two, you know, when you when you first hear the song, it's kind of like okay, you know, it's like a short little like three minute sort of thing, and mm -hmm. then live it totally evolved into something else. And for me seeing the, uh, the unplugged was the first uh, exposure to that where they, you know, go out and they jam and Eddie's on the chair and he's, he's fallen off. Yeah. And I think even in, uh, what was it? The John Stewart show that they had back on MTV. They, uh, they parodied that, that bit in, in some skit or something like that. I remember seeing that. Yeah, it was a pop culture phenomenon. I think the the whole unplugged thing at that point. And I think, if I recall, unplugged had already taken off. You know, it was already kind of a big thing. And and I remember my buddy had a VHS of that, and he'd recorded it before we went to college. And we we're in college, and we we're freshmen. Uh, sometime in the year after that was released, uh, maybe six months later, or something like that. And I snagged the the tape from him, and I I wore that thing out. I mean, it was you couldn't even barely see the screen uh, by the end of how many times. I mean, every night we'd be pre-partying or whatever we were doing and and that thing was going in the background and and as much as black just shattered me uh you know if i stopped and and watched it uh porch was awesome the porch was my favorite song on that and and uh i guess taking a step back when i first watched it or I first read the lyrics and stuff i was a senior i was dating this girl that i always wanted to date and i knew that i was going to go to california from vermont for college and i knew that she was going to stay in vermont and so for me it was about you know, okay, I'm going to leave the porch and, and, you know, is, this is the end. So it's going to be lost love. So it's kind of a mashup of all that. And then uh, to fast forward when I was in college, again, black, like I said, was a little more uh, personal, but you know, yeah. nothing rocked like, like porch. I mean, that was, uh, yeah, that was the thing. Certainly it was the jam. Yeah. And it really uh, tracks, I think the, the aging process maybe with, uh, with, <laughs> with Eddie, when they, uh, when they go all out and they jam and stuff and you know back in the day he would you know climb rafters or climb mic cords and stage dive and do all that sort of stuff um in your earliest uh concerts that you've seen him in was he that wild during it so yeah i mean when i saw them first was uh, on halloween in 1993 in berkeley california so northern california um just off the campus uh there at uc berkeley and and it was he was he was running around and stuff, but he wasn't crazy during that. Uh, it was a little crazier and, and kind of weirder and, and a breakout and how he was acting during Jeremy, uh, actually a little bit. But um, 
And then in Indio, not so much. I, so I, I think I missed it. You know, I just think uh, it was, it definitely is an evolution, right? He, he, I think there was more anger in his voice. You had Dave A on the drums who was just, I mean, beating the hell out of the cymbals, especially towards the end of the song as the you know, as it reached crescendo. I think he was just going crazy. Uh, but if we, if we go back and we watch uh, Pink Pop 92, I think for me, that's my favorite just to, to see how crazy the crowd is. And Ed gets the, whatever you say, the lighting boom guy or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, whoever the, got the camera there and he gets the rig over to him. He, he gets on it and you can see the, the poor staffers trying to support the bottom of the rig because they're concerned that maybe it's going to break and he's going to fall into the crowd and, and he jumps in the crowd and it's just, uh, Delmar is the one that I think that we've heard the band talk about. I think it was Pearl Jam 20 in the movie where they talk about how they were worried that Ed was going to fall to his death. Yeah. And, and I looked for video of that, uh, and I couldn't find it. I've seen clips and things like that they've shown like of him releasing and, and coming down at the end, but I, I don't think I've ever actually seen the video of it. But, yeah, there was a lot of craziness. Yeah, and, and at, at, I don't know at what point, though, he started playing the guitar on it live. It might have been once he sort of calmed down and didn't want to run around. That's a good question. I wonder, too, yeah. Oh, wait, does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, because cause they, um, like, when they started doing the... Uh, the kind of slow start to it, uh, the slow start version, where they, uh, where they going like down, 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 down. Yeah, so that's definitely him. You're right. He's he's leading them in on that. And I think the first time I saw that was in support of Avocado in 2006 at the Forum in Los Angeles, and I remember uh, not liking it. You know, and thinking, what the hell is he doing? You know, what the fuck? In this world, are you doing to this great start? Uh, and then at the end of that, I think that was like, and I've, I've listened to that, damn, I've listened to that uh, concert on boot, you know, so many times. And I think that's like an 11 plus minute version. And uh, on the uh, the extended jam, kind of two thirds of the way through, it's probably the heaviest and it, it appeals most to my old Guns N' Roses, Aussie, you know, uh, sensibilities. But Mike's, Mike's just going crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's funny that the the juxtaposition of starting slower and a little choppy and then getting to be just freak out fast and then coming back into the song. So I, I, I don't know when they first did that. I remember reading one of the the, the 10 Club uh, forum threads about the best version of Porch and people had referenced it, uh, 1996 uh, Bridge Show, mm -hmm. the benefit that Neil and Peggy Young put on uh, and rest in peace, Peggy just passed this last week. Um, uh, and... I couldn't find that. I went back and looked for it uh, when I was reading that thread, and I, I couldn't find it. So I, I don't know when they started playing it slower and and what's the slowest they've ever played it, but I, I like it fast. Yeah, I know the Bridge School shows are usually uh, an acoustic yeah. show, so I think that probably gives more... Uh, it's probably more conductive to that sort of uh, uh, rearrangement of it if you're doing that sort of thing on acoustic guitar than, you know electric guitar where you're just kind of like, ah, oh, I just want this to be distorted and fast. And yeah. And I, and I think the fact that they play it faster live too adds yeah. more to the, uh, the energy and, and the, uh, the intensity uh, of it when you see them live, as opposed to just on the record where it's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, this is pretty, uh, this is pretty good. And then they bust out live and it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe that's Matt Cameron or maybe that's just them growing and finding fun things that they like to do but but uh if you were to to play side by side even some of the faster ways in the album that they played it in the early days and then the faster ways they play it now they're they're playing it even faster i mean it's yeah. uh 
they're blistering. So it's it's crazy. The, the vocals are different. The drumming's different. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's different, but they still have that extended break. They still jump around. I've got to believe it's one of the the highest number of played songs that they have. Uh, you know, like as most of the most of the songs on ten, but you know, they've had to have played that a whole lot of times. Yeah, I think of the uh, I got this little uh, Pearl Jam app that a uh, that a fan made. Mm-hmm phone and i put in like all the times I, i've seen them yep. and it shows like all the or the set list and everything like that and of the 16 times i've seen them they've played it 10 10 times really yeah 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 i haven't gone i don't have apple and so i'm pretty sure that uh stat tracker is only an apple app you, you must have apple right oh, yeah yeah so I'd, i'm kind of bummed and you know that's about the only way that i'd be bummed that i don't have an apple but I, uh, that's i'm kind of bummed that i don't have it there because i've heard people often say that is is oh i'm still missing this song from this album I'm like well shit mm-hmm. i've got to get out like a spreadsheet or whatever I, mean, I do that crap for work this is supposed to be fun i don't want to do that <laughs> it's bad enough my obsessive head is that you you we talked about opening the the case for the cd and i looked uh-huh. over and i can see my original 10 you know, vinyl still sealed and everything. And of course Ooh. I've got other ones that I've played, but I, I look at that and I go, Oh, the collector in me doesn't have the CD. Like, Oh shit. Oh, really? Now I've got to go get the CD. I mean, the CD, the, um, the cassette tape, you know, as we were talking about the cassette tape. So, uh, yeah, that's just, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the, the cassette was the first one that I had yeah, and me then, too. um, had to go and get it on the CD. I don't have a regular, uh cd version of 10 i only got the um i got the import uh one that has a a live wash and dirty frank on it oh is that one you got like back in the day or that you uh you just got oh really yeah that's cool i didn't have that one yeah i'd go to uh warehouse records Uh every couple of weeks and just like just go to the pearl jam section and see what was there you know seeing all the singles and stuff and just like oh i got you know I think it was probably like 30 something bucks back then. It was like, Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it. And it's like, Oh, great. And that's the only, that's the only CD version I've, I've had until the, uh, the, uh, deluxe redux, uh, versions came out and then had to get that. So I have, and I don't even, I think it's a regular version that I have in my, um, I've got a six CD changer. I've got an old car. I don't I haven't upgraded or whatever. I've got a 2009. And since when I bought it, I've had the same, uh, six CDs. Um, they're all Pearl Jam, and that was a bone of contention. A couple of times we were going on long drives. My wife wanted to put in a book that she had on CD, and I refused and said, "Well, you, you need to put that in your MP3 player so I can plug it in." But I'm not. I will never, as long as I own the car. Uh, it's got Pearl Jam license plates. Her name is Pearl, and she's got six discs that will never change in the in the deck that are uh, that are all Pearl Jam, and ten is one of them. <laughs> the uh, what are the other ones? Uh, so it would be ten. Uh, well, it's the first five, and then it's Backspacer, because Backspacer was new at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's It might be one of the reasons why Backspacer, I have such a high opinion. I know it's a hot-button item for Pearl Jam fans who like to take a big shit on it, but uh, mm-hmm. I I had a lot of things uh, changing in my life at that point, and, and as with everyone that's a fan of music, you find ways for music to... You know, to support that, or to to move that, or you know, to speak to you in a different way, and and Pearl Jam did yeah. that for me, and and so Backspace should really, as much as yeah, I could, you know, I could probably go without hearing Just Breathe or you know, maybe Supersonic or something, but I really have a, a an affinity for that album, but it might again be because I've got it next to the first five, which for me are that's the Mount Rushmore for Pearl Jam. Is uh, I, I do love all the records, but the first yeah. five are amazing. 
yeah i think i think most definitely the the more you hear a, a specific album of theirs you're like oh yeah i really like that i'm into it just you know yeah. going through this first record for me and doing all these podcasts is is being like oh yeah, i think i like 10 more than i more than i used to now and i know that'll probably <laughs> change as i go to the all the other ones and be like huh you know what uh, uh, uh lightning bolt uh, i never really gave it a chance are, are you one that that lightning bolt is towards the bottom if you had to rank them it's 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 definitely the one I've listened to the least because it's the most recent one that came out. Yeah. Um and and I'm pretty sure if I listened to it more, I would I would uh get more into it. It's just I don't know it, you know. It's it I, I don't know it as well as my other uh good old buddies. Yeah. from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, I I hear you. I I, I really like Lightning Bolt and and uh I think if you if you do kind of take that dive that you just ended at Swallowed Hole. So you kind of leave, let the records play, sleeping by myself, yellow moon in future days. And mm -hmm. it sounds terrible, but I, I'll, it's not that I, I dislike those songs, maybe outside of yellow moon a little bit. Um, but uh, I just think those first eight are, I like them. And I'm not a sirens hater. I know that's another popular thing for, mm -hmm. for Pearl Jam fanatics to do is to, to go and urinate during sirens uh, and, <laughs> and relieve themselves. <laughs> uh, even floor sirens. And I, I enjoy both of those lives. I like them. Yeah, um, I think definitely at some point they really front-loaded their albums and started having, you know, the back half being all slower, lower-tempo stuff, and it's just kind of like mm -hmm. easier to be kind of like, uh, you know, have that sort of sound and experience in your head as you're done listening to the album as opposed to, oh, yeah, you know, the first half is really good, and then it, it's the, the mix on it of the... Uh, uh, sequence of the songs is kind of uh lopsided in that way i think yeah when and i think i'm sure the the generation that came before us right uh you know that they they were more accustomed to it than we were that yeah. you listened to things all the way through you know and and certainly when you had a record you had to get up and go and, and flip it over so you were more prone to at least you got the first half in yeah um you weren't gonna to hop a lot and and um with cassette tapes it also was you know, it was a kind of a pain in the ass to forward, you yeah. know, and, and some of them as it moved forward, then you would, you would have the, the fancier ones that would stop at the end of the song. So you could do that. You could skip a song, but it just became a different thing for people now that they don't even consume in albums. They consume in songs. Yeah. And I know it's, it's hurt the artist, but it, it's definitely changed. I and mean, you might say, well, do you like lightning bolt? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I've really only heard three songs. Mm -hmm. Well, that wouldn't have happened before. Right. It's a, it's a different thing. Yeah. I, I think there was one cassette tape. Yeah, and plus two, you know, with a record, it's kind of like if you finish listening to side one, it's kind of like, oh, I could just listen to it again. I can just, you know, put the needle yeah. back at the beginning and just yep. listen to that. Yep. Um, I know. And with a cassette tape, you know, you listen to one side, it's kind of like, ah, okay, I got to flip it over and listen to mm -hmm. that, you know, listen to the next one or, you know, hit rewind and wait. Yeah, you got to wait for it to rewind, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that there, I had a cassette. I can't remember which one it was, but I had memorized, like, on the, I'd listen to a song and then I'd flip it over. And then in the song on the other side, once it got to a certain point, I could flip it again and listen to the one song that I wanted to hear on the other side. Uh, a certain part so of the song on the other side. I yeah. think it was. I think it was a boys to men's. It was a boys. I think it was a boys to men album or boys to men song that uh, that I did that with before before I listened to Pro Jam. I, I never got into them, but I'm now in I'm in southern New Jersey, but it's suburban Philadelphia, and here, boys to men is a religion. 
Oh, uh, Motown so Philly. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Like anytime someone will be out someplace and they'll put it on and I swear half of the bar or, you know, wherever we're in, they're grooving to it and singing along with it. I'm just like, shit, I don't even know this song. <laughs> like, but it's cool. Hey, man, I mean, I love music, right? So if you love music, you, you know, I'm not into screamo, but, uh, or country, but you know, outside of that, I can dig on pretty much anything. Oh yeah. You gotta, at least their, their, their singles off their first album is, uh, are real good. <laughs> for boys to men you can yeah i think you can just go your your uh your life with just those with those uh two three songs yeah but uh i think that's all i've got to say about porch how about you brett uh yeah i mean I, again just a uh one of my favorites it, i think it was like i said it was really a bridge for me and and i don't i don't know how they could ever push it out of my top 10 at this point you know it's, yeah it's, it's always going to be a top 10 song for me as far as Pearl Jam goes. And they're my favorite band. So it's, it's pretty high up there. And, and, uh, you know, was, was fortunate enough to go with friends and, and with my wife to see them in Seattle a couple of times in 98 or 98, 2018. Uh, I'm just did a time warp, uh, 2018 <laughs> and, and, uh, and then see them in Missoula and then see them in one of the Fenway shows. And they played it at all uh, four of those shows. And, and I still welcome it as, you know, the band has changed, whatever it is. But you know what? It's a time for uh, you to make new friends with your neighbors and rock out uh, mm -hmm. in the seats. So it's uh, it's pretty killer. It's one of those ones that everyone knows all the words to. You know, they're not they're not faking like they're faking during, I don't know, uh, Red Mosquito or even Do the Evolution, <laughs> which seems pretty basic. But you see people singing at the show and I love it. They're making noise. They're celebrating. But they don't really fucking know the words. But yeah. everyone knows the words to Porch. You know, it's one of those cool songs yeah and, and uh at least the the sort of uh obsessive nerd with me this for like the first three albums like my favorite songs on them are track eight and they're all like eddie songs too there's porch ah. and then on versus it's rearview mirror and then on uh on vitology it's corduroy those are all track eight and those are all like eddie songs at least that's the the thing that i noticed the, the that's interesting. So, so you don't like Red Mosquito? Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of where the uh, <laughs> that's where the disconnect is. It's like, like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not my favorite from that album. Yeah, no, no yeah, I guess you're right because you were saying it's it's what the album favorites were. What is your favorite for No Code? Um, it's probably Present Tense or let me see. I just had the track list up there. They're all good. I don't think there's a bad song on that album. Yeah, probably uh, between present tense and maybe ooh, maybe hail hail or in my tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, so good. Present tense. Do you have a favorite version of it? Um, I, is there's different versions? Do you mean like live sort of? Yeah, yeah, live. Is there, is there like a, I don't know if you're a YouTube rabbit hole guy, but uh, you know, do you, do you ever get stuck looking at different versions and be like, oh my god, that's friggin' amazing? Or, nah. Uh not yet but i guess uh probably once i get to get to that album yeah. I might. if you haven't if you haven't checked it check the private show uh at the ed sullivan theater the there's one of those oh, the uh the uh uh whatchamacallit the letterman show yeah where they played letterman and then they brought him in afterwards and and they played whatever they played 10 songs or something yeah 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 i've been listening to that one uh recently my uh my daughter uh, every time we'll get in the car it's kind of like okay uh, what do you want to listen to? You should go Pearl Jam. I go, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. And I'll say, do you want to hear? Uh, do you want to hear a song, or do you want to hear it? Uh, or do you want to hear a concert? 
if you go, oh, concert, she she really wants oh. to hear the uh, the live versions with the people screaming in the background for some reason instead of the uh, the studio albums. So that's uh, that's that's cool. So do you sit there with? The, are you a parent that's going to turn down the dial and and try to dodge the f bombs, or do you just let it go? Um, I don't think she's real uh, cognizant of it yeah. yet. Um, I know, <laughs> I know one. Uh, uh, I can't remember when it was, but it, but it was a while ago. We were, you know, just talking and stuff, and you know, the whole family's around and stuff, and and she says like, uh, "Mommy, we don't say shit." <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, don't say well, that. That's no, right. Uh, that's right. I guess, I, uh, I guess you can't get in trouble for that because you know you're not supposed to say right. it. Uh, it's like, yep, yeah. that's uh, that's good. Good job. Cool. Yep. Is there uh, any social media or projects you'd like to promote? Your uh, f me in the brain on the uh, Pearl Jam uh, message boards. Yeah, well, I don't know when this is going to go out, but uh, you know, if if you are on the message boards, uh, you know, they're uh, they're always doing different things to raise money for people and and even to to honor people that help the community. So keep an eye out for the Holy Grail searches, you know, and, and uh, I believe Lukin is the name of Lukin, as the name of uh, the gentleman Roger, who uh, it's his his screen name, who he's always raising things for people and helping out and, and uh, just take part in the community. If you, if you're listening to this, you're obviously a Pearl Jam fan, join the club, uh, get on the boards and, uh, and meet up with some friends. I mean, it's, I never thought I would do that. I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a club guy. This is the only club I belong to. Uh, and I joined it for the merchandise and I ended up making, a, uh, I don't know, around 10, probably a lifelong fan uh, friends. And then, you know, many other friends as well. Yeah. Just leave, leave the porch, get out there. That's exactly, exactly. You don't know what you're going to find. The Better Band Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from shoutengine.com slash thebetterbandpodcast using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at listenupreno. I am on Twitter at brandenp. And you can send your emails to betterbandpod at gmail.com and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Brett. And as always, this is Brandon saying, Kids, look! Street crime! <laughs> <laughs>